0: I'm working on myself now for the first time in my whole life because, like I said, I thought naturally I'd just get better and like, you know, just give it time, you'll be fine. And actually I'm like, no, I'm not fine. I need to, I need to actively work on myself if I want to improve.
1: Welcome to season two of Making Conversation with me, Grant Bryden. I've been sitting down with some of my favourite artists and thinkers to discuss creativity and life. For this fortnightly podcast. I'm thankful to have some incredible guests lined up to talk to in the next few months and I'm looking forward to sharing these interviews with you. For this first episode I spoke to Murray Matravers, a singer, songwriter and the frontman of Easy Life, an eclectic group that are pushing sonic boundaries and redefining the British indie band. Ahead of the release of the band's second album, Maybe In Another Life, we caught up at Levi's House of Strauss in London to discuss anxiety, how to create a culture of vulnerability in a group of men, Murray's relationship with being a leader and much more. If you enjoy this episode, then please subscribe on your preferred podcast provider and please check out my book, Life Lessons from Hip Hop, which is available now from all good booksellers. I still get nervous.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, I get nervous for everything I do. yeah. Uh, public face and it's terrifying in general but you know it keeps me alive you know keeps my heart beating
1: what do you think it is that makes you because because i think that's what we we all do as as Mm. uh humans is that we challenge ourselves and push ourselves a little bit out of the comfort zone what do you think it is that sort of motivates you to do that
0: yeah i don't know you know like in general i think Being out of your comfort zone is always, it's not very, you know, sometimes not a very nice place to be. But it's always, from my experience, you always get great results from that, Mm. especially when you're making music, to be honest. Um, I hate, to be honest, if if I'm making a song or a series of songs and they sound similar to something I've done before and they're very much in my comfort zone, I I tire of them very quickly and I get bored of them. but if something makes me feel uneasy, I'm like, oh, how do I approach this? How do I write for this beat? Or how have I ended up here? They're really exciting times. And being on stage, for example, is terrifying. I hate it. It's, it's, it's honestly, I don't hate it. That's completely wrong. I love it. But um, it's definitely not in my comfort zone. I'm freaking out. It's It's a massive thing. And it's a very physical thing. My nerves, I get like really nervous, like yeah. really nervous. I'm an anxious person just when I'm doing my day-to-day life. Right. So like, you know, put me in front of a thousand people and I'm freaking out, but I like it. I you know, I obviously relish those opportunities. I do love it, but yeah. it's uh it's a weird one, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. like going on a roller coaster. It's exactly the same sort of mentality or you know dare I say doing drugs or something it's like mm. this is scary I'd venture into the unknown anything could happen but strap me in I'm I'm there let's go and it's like whoa what's happening and you always feel not always but nine times out of ten you're like okay that was a good experience I enjoyed that yeah you know with the roller coaster metaphor with the drug one some maybe more like five out of ten but you know uh so it's a similar thing yeah I guess like
1: And I suppose it's that thing as well where actually the emotions, you know, anxiety and excitement are very similar. How we feel them in the body are very similar. So it's sort of like, I think we often try and sort of look at things like either or, but actually they can be and as you just said, like you can be terribly nervous, but also enjoying yourself at the same time right yeah
0: it's a really interesting point because you do feel both of those emotions in a very similar way physically and almost mentally as well you know it's like am i really anxious or just excited yeah or or both and it often is a combination so yeah it's an interesting thing And like you know i think it's we're lucky i'm very lucky that i feel that sensation you can go for years in life without feeling any excitement or any nerves and just sort of sail through and I've done that, for yeah. sure, and like I look back at years that that happened and on the surface I thought I was happy because I, it wasn't a bumpy ride, but actually I was just surviving, you know? And mm. like, I, I, I like being out of my comfort zone and I like the challenges of being in a band and doing the whole easy life thing. It's, yeah. it's fun, I'm yeah. super lucky, I really am.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, it sounds like you weren't allowing yourself to really feel that spectrum of emotions, you were trying to keep it like as limited.
0: Yeah. Definitely, I think... Yeah, I mean, I'm still trying to work it all out now, to be honest. Like, I'm doing... I I thought, naively, that the older I got, the less anxious I would feel. But sadly, it's the complete opposite. Like, the older I get, the more anxious and the more... Even, you know, this situation... Don't get me wrong, I'm not anxious now. It's okay, I'm not going to freak out. But, you know, doing... Like we said, I've done many interviews or I've done many gigs, but that doesn't mean that I don't get nervous for the interviews and the gigs are still like they were the first gig, you know. I still feel the same thing. And I thought, you know, with practice I would get over that, but you just don't. And Mm. in life in general, it seems to get – it doesn't seem to get any easier, which (laughs) is – I guess it's a depressing thought, but in a way, like quite an exciting thing as well. But, yeah, I'm I'm trying to – I'm I'm working on myself now for the first time in my whole life, right? Because like I said, I thought naturally I'd just get better, and like, you know, just give it time, you'll be fine. And actually, I'm like, no, I'm not fine. I need to, I need to at- actively work on myself if I want to improve. Um, yeah, I don't know how I've got to this point. in the no, 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 We've got deep, but
1: when you say you get know. better, I wonder, well, like, what does what does getting better mean, or what mm. what's the What does that look like to you?
0: Sure. I think I just want to be a better person for like my friends and my family. I think a lot of being in a band and doing what I do for a living, it's very, it can be very selfish to be honest. I spend a lot of my time trying to further my own career. That's Mm. sort of the nature of the game. Uh, I don't speak to many of my friends. Um, and my friends are all chill with that. They get it. but it does kind of suck sometimes I'll go for like years without reaching out to my best mate and I'll be like sorry man I've been busy just a generic excuse but it's not okay you know Um, because you know that as soon as I need help I'll reach out to him straight away and be like hey man I need your help and it's like you know I only pop up when I need something so I'm working on that Um, also like my relationship just like with my family and my girlfriend and stuff like I lean on them so much and like I need to be better at that Uh, you know just trying to get better, just be a better person because mm. like, like I said, what we do is um, as artists or whatever, it is kind of a, it's very much a journey into into oneself, do you know what I mean? You, it is a selfish exploration, so I feel like now that I'm aware of that, I need to work twice as hard to maintain the relationships that I have because most of my time is spent <laughs> with, with my relationship with myself, so... Um but yeah I also need to just like at top of the priority is to cure try I mean cure never but try and tame my uh anxiety cuz that's got crazy right. I don't know what it is I genuinely don't know what it is um I've always experienced it to some degree right and I like I said before I thought it would just in time I'd be understand myself and understand everything better and it would just slowly dissipate into just normal amount of nervousness but i've been experiencing like wild panic attacks for no reason okay so like i've been yeah seeing doctors and shit now and trying to just trying to be trying to be a better person for myself not for anyone else i guess for my family and stuff but mainly for myself you Mm. know I don't know how we've deeped it. I've we've been sat here for like five minutes, and I'm no, talking about like seeing doctors and all sorts no, it's of shit. Good, it's good. I
1: love it. It's I love good. it. Yeah, it's, it's therapeutic. Thank you for letting me waffle on about all my ailments. So with anxiety, because mm. I think, w- I think in society we're in sort of an interesting place with anxiety, mm. because in some ways I think it's become almost quite glamorized, mm. and but but obviously there's also more disordered anxiety, which is what it sounds like you're. Yeah. referring to um how does it other than panic attacks how do you think like it manifests like what does it look like
0: Yeah. Um it's interesting because it's definitely widespread isn't it anxiety and it's a term that's banded around for like and I I actually was nervous to reach out for sort of professional help because I was like ah, it's that sort of st- not stigma but I guess it's a it's a very british and macho thing it's like no you've got this, like, stiff up a lip, just keep your, you know, handle your shit, just, you're okay, and like, I think that's a, it's a moronic way of thinking, so I was like, no, I need to actually, you know, I need someone, I need to talk to someone about this, yeah. Um. but how does it manifest, I don't know, like, I feel, when when I realised that it was a problem, I was like, we were travelling, uh maybe, this is when I've decided, I was like, no, I need to do something now. Um, I've been thinking for about a year now that like as and when I get time which again is a stupid thing to say because there's always time but as and when I feel like I've got some time to deal with it I'm going to sort it out but we were traveling we were in an airport the other day um, about maybe two months ago and I just had this crazy episode it came out of nowhere there was no reason I still now don't know why but I just couldn't move and I was just freaking out i was like glued to the terminal floor for like maybe like two hours like right. just freaking out crying like in front of all my friends yeah. like and there, there was no reason for me to do that like there was no external pressure there was nothing there was there was really it was completely like a freak accident and um usually when i have those like bouts of anxiety i'm usually on my own or like if I'm around, you know, I was with our tour manager, our lighting designer, like the whole crew. There's like fifteen people. Like if I'm in that professional setting, chances are I'll hold it down because it's like, obviously, don't freak out in front of like your entire team. Like it's probably not the best look, you know. So, the fact that that happened in that setting, that's when I knew like I just don't have a handle on this. Like, what is this? And yeah. it was mad. It gave from that. It gave me a fear of flying cuz I was like okay. shit was it something to do with the fact it was an airport or like is it the fact that you're on a plane and then suddenly I've developed this like fear of flying which is really unhelpful cuz I've been flying a little bit and it's like fucking hell like what's wrong with you like you're not scared of flying I love flying yeah so i just noticed that just like i feel like it's the irrationality of it that scares me yeah because like if i was when i'm going on stage and i'm nervous whatever form that takes i'm like that's okay. Anyone would be nervous. It's a nerve-wracking thing, and I'm like, yeah, I can rationalize the the emotion and the feeling. It's when I can't that's scary. Mm. You know, sometimes I'll just be on a bus or walking down the street or, you know, I don't know. It's also anxiety. You know about anxiety when you got a hangover. Right. Hangover like tr- makes me feel crazy anxious now. Just because you're like, what did I say? Did I say something stupid? Like do you remember when I did that thing at that bar? Was that really weird? And yeah, anxiety is a real thing. So I'm trying to cut down on getting too drunk as well. Mm. Cause that can just lead to some like, yeah. Self doubt. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. This is good therapy. This, this you basically like my therapist. This is great. So do you think it's <laughs>
1: in any way tied to the increase in success that you're experiencing?
0: Yeah. Do you know what? I, I've had this chat with my girlfriend as well. It's like, I wonder I do wonder I'm like is it because you know I have a public facing profile is that it is it the or is it just I was doomed to feel like this regardless of what what happened like what I do um I really don't know because a lot of it isn't anything to do with that sort of stuff you know and it happens in my daily life it's not it's not when I'm doing the easy life stuff, you know, sometimes it just happens like at the supermarket or just in my house or whatever. I don't know. I really don't know. But, um, I guess like it's not uncommon, you know, with artists or people that work in the music industry in particular and film as well. And, you know, all the arts really have, um, people that seem to be (laughs) falling apart. So, uh, which you know, I laugh, but it's not funny, and it's almost glamorized. I can, I can feel a tinge of myself glamorizing it in a way now, and it's not, it's not good. So, I don't know really. I don't know. I can't answer yeah. that. I, I f-
1: yeah, 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 yeah. No, because I think there's, uh, or, f- from my experience, mm. it often feels like as you're getting closer to the things that you want, the stakes become higher. Yeah. And then that can increase any emotion I think that you're feeling. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I think something I definitely struggle with is everything's for the first time. Yeah. So like I've got no perspective and it's hard to know if uh, my perspective is a good one. So I might think, you know, in a moment making a decision, yeah, this is definitely the right decision because, and I'll be able to justify it. And then a year down the line I was like, that was completely the wrong decision. Like you just didn't know because you can't see and you've not done it before yeah. so i think one of the hardest things about what we do is like or like you know achieving success is like each level of the ladder is like the first time you've been there yeah and it's a whole new set of problems that you don't know how to how to deal with yeah. and you try and deal with them best you can like anything in life and it's often the way isn't it um i'm lucky that i have like an older brother and older sister so anything that's like strictly life related chances are it's happened to them already because they're older than me. Mm-hmm. So I'm blessed that I can ring them and be like, "Yo, this is a situation. What what would you do?" And they're like, "Oh yeah, that's happened to me," or like your parents or whatever. It's like, "Yeah, yeah, that's don't worry do this." But in the music game, it's like I'm like, "Fuck. Sure, I've got some friends that are artists, but it might not have happened to them yet or it happened differently." And it's like, "Oh god, it's the first time." So you know, first times are scary but they're yeah. good as well. You yeah. know? Yeah, yeah, I, I feel yeah, like I'm course. painting in a negative way. Like no, a lot no, of the time I'm no, um, you know, how lucky that we are that I can sit here and talk about how my feelings for an hour, you know, like who gets to do that? So yeah. um, do you know what I mean? It's you gotta have perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I'm blessed uh, and I love what I do. So of course. But I guess
1: yeah. it's also interesting because of the type of music that you make and because it's very much coming from you and your mm. Open about how you feel. Yeah, there must be something weird in then sharing that with a room who are gonna cheer and support it, and yeah. sort of you know, and a good, obviously good. Yeah, but I wonder like what that does to you also in terms of the reassurance that you're getting from those people, and then when you say about decisions, you don't know whether it's good or bad. I suppose with a crowd, you're always gonna get a good yeah. reaction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which maybe skews how you. Mm-hmm. think about it
0: yeah definitely like the crowds yeah like it's almost if you're at your own show it's different at a festival because some of those audiences they're not sure. there to see you but at your own show like you can't really make a you i mean you can hit a wrong note but other than that you can't really make a mistake because they they love it they're there to see you they've they're invested they like they're there to have a good time like yeah plain and simple like they don't they don't really you know if i say something ridiculous they'll cheer Mm. they'll think it's funny or if i do something outrageous they love it yeah you know so yeah it's hard to know if it was good or not yeah um that said there's always times when i mean rarely i mean i can honestly count on one hand the times that all of us as a band have come off stage and been like that was amazing and Mm. then you sort of go see the lighting designer in our front house and he's like yeah that was great they're, they're, they're so rare like every show there's always at least one usually more like three or four of us that are like no that wasn't good like we need to improve on x y and z and like i did this i did that and um we started to film film the sets as well right um so and then watch them back and be like no that's not good that wasn't good that the that move wasn't good or Shouldn't have said that, or that needs to be slicker, or that guitar change wasn't right, and I don't know. It's uh, yeah, we're very critical, um, but honestly, I, 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 I really struggle to watch or listen to anything, any of our output. Like, I can't watch our sets back. It's I'm, I'm trying to because I, I think it's important to get right. better, but yeah. um, it's really hard, and I think a lot of that comes from the fact that like, I kind of have to like. When I'm doing the show, I'm very much um, I don't know. Well, I'm usually kind of drunk, to be honest, but I'm also like very much in the moment. But mm. only, only for that moment. When I come off stage, I'm like, F-, I'm like just back down to earth, like right. And then I watch myself, and I see myself kind of. I don't know. I guess I'm. I, I really enjoy it. So I'm just watching myself enjoy it, and it's a very indulgent thing playing live. It's very much it's like it's like euphoria man it's it's a, it's a crazy sensation so and i think because of that if anything we do it gets yeah it gets applauded you know so it is a skewed sense of reality cuz i could literally in fact i did i i got naked in uh where were we italy uh like just pulled my trousers down because i don't know why we were supp- we were playing on a lineup with like Duran Duran right so and they were, like, the headliners. It was one of these, like, day festivals. But anyway, they were, like... there was just full of, like, 50-year-old, like, men and women who had no idea. Italian people as well. They had no idea what was going on. So we were just, like, doing crazy shit trying to get their attention. Right. And, um, like, it was mental. Now I'm looking back at that. Like, it's funny, but it's just mental. What am I doing? Like, obviously don't do that. Like, it's a cheap gimmick at best and it's like embarrassing, you know, like we're we're way better than that or at least I think we should be. Mm. Um, So you do stupid shit and it gets a cheer and it's like, you could easily be like, that was amazing and then I could start pulling my trousers down at every show and it would always get a cheer and then it's like, no mate, that's not good. Yeah. And it's hard to know because your fans are always going to they're always going to justify what you do and say, Yeah, this is great. You know, you could put a really bad song out. This is another thing that freaks me out. You could put a really shit song out and you'd still get messages like, I love this one. Yeah. Like, this is great. Yeah. You would, just because for someone it would be good, you know? And it's like, it's hard to know what is actually good and what's just people gassing you up. Yeah. But, no, I don't definitely. Know.
1: And do you think with that skewed perspective as well, it can be worrying because I suppose there is a line somewhere whereby once you go people cheer until you go to a point and then suddenly it's like everyone's gonna reverse and be like oh we you know disassociate I guess, and that feels like a thing that happens culturally now that's like Mm. i think the more public you get the more difficult that is gonna be to navigate
0: yeah that whole like cancel culture is like very prominent isn't it um and it's something we joke about, like, as a band, we sometimes say, like, you know, God, if people could hear us now, we'd be we'd be cancelled because we say some horrific stuff on the tour bus when we're, you know, joking around, or whatever. Like it's like whoa, so like I don't know, you got to be careful, but I don't know. I also feel like I I think we're I think we're good people. Yeah. I don't think we're gonna do anything mad offensive anytime soon, or like. So I think we're okay, but it is scary. I feel like, you know, you look at the the actual pop icons of the world and people that really are, you know, top level and, you know, getting into, you know, front page of the tabloids and shit. Like those kind of celebrities. I don't know how they do it. I really don't know how they navigate that shit because that is, that's mad. That's a crazy way to live your life. Mm. I I don't know how they do it. Yeah. Even not even just tabloid people, people that are just like really I don't know. Your Kanye's or Kendrick's um Bieber, Harry Styles, those kind of like icons. Like yeah. I, I don't know how they do it cuz they they must be watched constantly mm. and they're just normal people. Like yeah. people make mistakes and yeah. if if they make a mistake that's like oh my god they harry styles did x y and z like cancel forever what or It's like you just made a mistake like it's brutal celebrity and pop culture is is brutal yeah it's so brutal that's that's the terrifying part isn't it and yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's maybe why i'm so anxious maybe we've just found the reason because yeah. i'm scared that people will hate me yeah but
1: it definitely feels like the bigger you get the more of your humanity is stripped away by the public (laughs) yeah um the way that they see you you're like as you say like an icon but not like a human being yeah i
0: think we're quite blessed because our whole thing or certainly i feel this way is like that we're really normal Mm. so like people don't glamorize us or put us on like ridiculous pedestals or like certainly the fans that i meet like they're always really chill and like we're quite not like chill people i think can you say that about yourself without sounding yeah. like a twat? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm trying to explain. I just mean like yeah. Look, I'm not Harry Styles, you know. So yeah. that's good. Although I'd love to be Harry Styles, but that's another story, you know. Like I, d- I just think like we we're, we're we're not we're not icons or we're not like I think something I know loads of our fans I'm sure every artist does, but like, I, we have a relationship with them that feels kind of more, this is cheesy, I wish I could phrase it better, but it feels like a friendship, it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like a friendship, they're not actually my friends, so I can't really say that, I just mean like, we, we engage with them, we communicate with them in such a way that like, they'd never, I think if I made a mistake, heaven forbid, those fans wouldn't be, they'd just be like, oh, he's fucked up, like what an idiot. It yeah. wouldn't, like, you know, nail me yeah. to a cross and lynch me or whatever. So, I don't know if I've explained that properly. I just mean, like... They'd be understanding yeah, because there's a we're there's not, something deeper than just... Yeah, but uh, we're not, like... We're not celebrities, so we won't get treated as such. And I really right. feel that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're just... This has all just got out of hand. Like, we've got... You know, we've come a long way, but we've got a long way to go, you know. Yeah. It's like we're nowhere... I could do anything right now and not get cancelled because no one gives a shit who we are. No one knows who we are. Yeah. Like, no one. It's really it's really funny. Like, because when we were on tour in um, Asia, we've just got back from Asia, out there, because we we're, like, international artists coming over, there was, like, a, a bit of a frenzy. Like, people waiting for us at the airport and, like... You know, I had to sign, like, loads of, like, pictures of myself that were <laughs> printed out on the internet and shit. And it was mad, mate. It was mad. It was honestly bonkers. Yeah. And, like, I felt like a proper rock star. It was crazy. And then you come back to England and literally no one cares. Yeah. And, like, I love that. I love that about, like, especially living in London. I think it's great. There's such a busy place and there's so much interesting stuff happening. No one, no one cares. Yeah. And it's such a gritty place. I love it. I love it. It's very... I always hope it feels like this, you know. I'd hate to like be having this interview in 3 years time and we're actually like really successful and it's changed us, you yeah. know. That would be shit. I like the fact that um yeah, we've got a long way to go and it's all just yeah. I mean, we're we're constantly looking there's so many better artists than us and that's what keeps us like that's what it's that that keeps me feeling just like I can't flex and I can't say, you know, I I just don't feel any, any certain way because there's just so many, there's so many people that are better than us. Right. And until that isn't the case, like then, yeah, you just got to stay, stay humble and just be real with yourself. Like you've got a long way to go.
1: Yeah. So do you think success is, is scary then? Because I guess, you know, you could become Harry Styles one day.
0: No, but we just won't like, we're just not good enough, like, simple as. Like, we're going to – we do our thing, and our thing's great, and I'm grateful, and I'm proud of it. But, like, in terms of a trajectory, like, like, yeah, success is great. I want success, but it will never be – you know, I doubt we're ever going to have, like, mainstream commercial success in, like, such as Harry Styles. I mean, I don't know why we're using him, but he's just, like, a he's a good reference point yeah. for, like – you know, but it's just not going to happen. And if it does, like, it, w- it won't feel the same because we're just, he's, like, you know, beautiful statue of a man. And, like, we're just, like, very fucking normal, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as long as we're all as long as I can always, yeah. I just love, like, I think, I think our fans like that we're, we're, like, the anti-fucking rock band. Yeah. That's how I feel. Like we are, we go, we don't, we're so not rock and roll. We don't do anything rock and roll. We don't dress rock and roll. We don't look rock and roll. I don't think I talk particularly rock and roll. The songs aren't rock and roll. Lots of them are really sweet and gentle. Like, yeah, we're just not, we're not cool. So that's kind of our unique selling point, I think. Right. And I like that. You know, I'm proud of that. I'm like, it's just really normal. We just sound like, I guess I, it started by us making music just in our bedrooms and stuff and it still kind of feels like that. Yeah. And I like that. I hope it always feels like that, you
1: know? Perfect. I was really interested in the the group dynamic and this mm. thing of having a group of guys who are trying to sort of like be open with each other about their feelings and vulnerable and sort of like, I think, you know, I read something in the um, biog that I got sent over about you know it being important to show other young men, yeah, you know that vulnerability is okay and stuff. And I wondered like how you came to be a group of young men that feel that way. Was it always like that from the beginning, or is that something you've developed as a group? Like how Mm. has that worked? It's a
0: great question. Um, It's definitely not what it was at the start. We formed uh when we were young um i think i was 20 some of the lads were like 18 and you're not you do not allow yourself to be vulnerable at those ages like you just don't you might think that you know or even now like i'm old i'm 26 so i'm like i'm older and wiser than i was now but i don't kid myself that i know I don't know at all. You know what I mean? You always think, oh, now now I'm old. I get it now. And and then you look back, you're like, I knew nothing. So, you know, did we allow ourselves to be vulnerable? No way. Like, embracing your vulnerability takes a crazy amount of strength and bravery and, like, it's very difficult and something that I still can't fully harness because if you can harness that in its true sense, like, I think that's a very powerful thing to be able to do. And, like, we can't do that. And definitely when we started... We were all kind of, I knew Sam, the bass player, we went to school together, but other than that, we are all strangers, like, we, were all, we all met. Lou and Cass, the guitarist and the drummer, they went to, they were in a band together as well, so they knew each other, but as a five, a collective, like, we are all brand new, like, we'd never met each other, so we sort of got to know each other on the tour and through this thing, and, like, it's taken us, we've been together five years, mm. and only genuinely, like... We still have so far to go in our relationships till we can be like completely honest with each other um so i i think what i i wish we could be more honest with each other you know we spend so much time together um and sometimes it's really stressful being on tour away from home for months on end like emotions can run high and we can have we don't have fallouts or whatever well yeah i suppose we do and like we have you know it can get crazy to be honest Mm -hmm. like and those conflicts they only come because we can't communicate properly because we're scared you know we're scared of being vulnerable in front of each other and i think that's just that's not just our relationships in the band that's any relationships that i've ever had with anyone it's like you you let your pride and your your ego and sometimes a lot of that is masculine traits you know you let your your masculinity get the better of you or whatever that even means you know like you you you, yeah and that happens all the time in the band i think we're we're really good we have these sorts of chats a lot you know Mm -hmm. we're traveling we've got nothing better to do than just chat about the state of the world and we talk and we tell each other how we're feeling and we do these sort of like group sessions it's really healthy Um, but when we started i think we were all just desperately trying to impress each other It was all just like, you know, look at this song I've written. And they're like, yeah, well, look at this, like, guitar riff. Or look at these chords. And, you know, it might not have been put across like that. But we were very competitive with each other. Like, I think any group of new friends are, secretly, you know. We're just the same as you know any other group of mates um i think now because we're like i said older and like we, i do know those guys real really well now we are a lot more open and even if we say a lot of things without words i can tell like if someone's having an off day or if they've got problem at home or you know if a certain situation's affected them i'm like i don't need them to tell me that now because i'm like right they know and they know that with me yeah you know if I, I mean I'm the worst probably I'm the worst communicator or certainly I'm definitely in the top three because I communicate through my songs There's so many times when I've sent a song to the band that I've written and they've been like bro is this about this situation that we experience I'm like yeah it is but why didn't you just say this I'm like well I can't I can't I'm not brave I can't just say this to your face because I'm scared I'm British I'm nervous you know yeah. and I don't want any conflict, so like I'll just I'm the type of bitch that will just write it into a song, and you know, so yeah, we we I think communication is good, and that's what I'm trying to put across to the fans. Like, if I can teach them, ah, uh, I can't teach them anything because I'm not a you know I'm still learning, but yeah. if I can convey my experience in any way, it's like do your best to allow yourself to to be vulnerable like embrace it don't don't run away from it i think that's what i'm trying to learn and that makes better music yeah like there's songs on the new album that um i'm i'm not embarrassed to share them that'd be the wrong word but um i was apprehensive about like uh, sharing them just because i'm like well kind of personal But all my music's always been personal, but sometimes might even be moments that if you were listening or reading the lyrics, you wouldn't even think oh, that's particularly edgy or you know, personal to, to the writer. You might not, you might glance over it, but for me it was like can I say this or I feel like anxious about saying it, but I think now I feel empowered. I'm like, no, I can say that. It's important that you can say these things and something i've always said in interviews and in the music and all the time is like if i've felt something then everyone else has felt that same way too or like certain chances are a lot of people have felt the same way so talking about it can really help yeah um yeah we're, we're we try and talk a lot as a band because yeah communication can solve a lot of stuff and I've seen it so many times in so many of my friends as well, when they're just they're desperate they want to say how they're feeling, but they just can't you know um I've seen it in women as well, girls it's not just men, yeah, um, it's very typically men who yeah. struggle to really say what yeah. they want to say, but it can happen to anyone, you know,
1: yeah, I wondered like it's interesting because you know you're the lead singer of the of the the band but also within the group of men mm. what what is your role within the group of you know if you strip yeah. away the music and and what you're actually there to do as a band yeah do you still therefore have like a leadership role within the group or do you feel like mm. you have to have that because of your role in the band like how do those things that's a great question
0: it's a great question um it's funny we, we actually do have these chats as well as a band like it's interesting because yeah i think i, I sort of fall with you know into a quite a cliched role i would say i'm i'm sort of the the leader right or maybe yeah you know yeah i can say that yeah i'm 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 the leader i think i think if you ask the band that they'd agree let's see i'll do a survey later and let you know um actually what was funny we, we did like this quick fire interview thing uh on tour just gone like maybe a couple months ago and i got voted the most responsible which was a shock to me i got unanimous four votes against me i was like wow i wouldn't have thought that but yeah apparently i'm like the responsible organized one which like I said, is the least rock and roll thing you don't want your lead singer to be responsible and organized you want him to be a mess right? right chaos like that would be way more successful if that was the case but yeah, I think I'm responsible and organized i mean that's so boring i am I am boring I don't go out i I spend all my time at home I don't party I don't do anything and that's that's my that's my energy so that's me and the band Cass, the drummer, he's like. Um, I don't know if this is stereotypical of drummers, but he's like, he's quite wild. He's like got a lot of energy, um, really hardworking, like really motivated. He's like, you know, like a like a puppy, like a like a Rottweiler puppy, not like a sweet puppy, like a right. like an angry puppy. Right, it's great. Um, Lou does like all of our social media, so he's like, ins- like responsible for like the. I guess the look of like our profiles and he's also the youngest in the band. So he kind of gets the social media more than anyone else. Mm. um, Which is quite funny. Uh, Sam's like everyone's dad. He's like super, super sweet. And like, there's been so many times when like, if you've ever got any issues, like you go to Sam and you might not even, if it's getting really deep, like if something's actually like really shit, you will have a chat with Sam. About, like, you won't bring it to the group. You'll just be like, Sam, man, I need help with this. And, like, when I was having that crazy anxiety attack I was telling you about, yeah. I got Sam to just stroke my hair right. and my eyebrows like, <laughs> for hours. <laughs> and sometimes now, when I'm getting nervous, he just comes and strokes my face and he's like, It's okay. I'm like, Man, patronizing motherfucker. But he's great. Um, and Jordan Jord is just the best vibe. Jordan is the funniest guy. I stand by this statement. He's the funniest guy I've ever met. So he's like, the he's just like the vibe, the vibe guy. If you're feeling, literally on any journey, ever with the band, on any journey, there's always a moment when we're all a bit bored. You know, you've read your book or you've, you know, sp- spoke about what we need to speak about, like business wise or music wise. Conversations dried, e- without fail, someone will go, Jordan do something funny and he'll get up and he'll just smash it. He'll do something and it's mental. It's hilarious and that will keep us entertained for like an hour and then we've got there and the journey's gone. So Jordan's the best dude to have. He's hilarious. I'm desperately trying to get him, well Lou is actually desperately trying to get him to start like a TikTok. Right. Just like a personal TikTok, separate from just like doing his thing because he... He would easily be the 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 most famous, most loved, like, internet sensation of the decade. He is so funny. Right. He's hilarious, mate. And he's just... But he, he hates to be filmed. He's one of those. He's an introvert comedian. He doesn't want to be filmed. He, he can only do it when he's not being filmed, in fact. If you're ever filming him, just won't do it. Right. Or he will do it, but it's not funny. It's like, he doesn't have that same conviction but when honestly when you meet him you'll get it straight away even he won't obviously just do something weird when he first meets you but yeah you'll just
1: see it in his eyes you'll know he's a
0: very very charming and hilarious dude he's great he's great
1: when you talked about leadership or being a leader like Mm. you couldn't fully own it i noticed you sort of were like people (laughs) say yeah what how do you feel about yeah being a leader in a group
0: it's just typical isn't it like um i think i i don't know i just find it embarrassing it's like why do i feel the need to to lead and have control like it's something that i'm trying to figure out in myself is it i don't know maybe i didn't have control as a kid or maybe i felt i don't know it's a weird like psychological thing isn't it why do why do i feel the need to lead because i must do otherwise i wouldn't do it so yeah it's a weird one um And that hence probably why I'm a bit like apprehensive about owning the role. But I don't know. I also feel like it's funny. I do this because I really like writing music. And writing music and being, you know, like the leader of a group of men uh, and women. We have lots of women in our team too, but or whatever. They're not the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The person who writes the music is like really is an introvert. He's like got so introvert, he's like talking all about himself and his music and it's like really personal. That's why I, that's why I do what I do. I love that side of it. And then all of a sudden you've got a kind of run a run a business. Can I say that? Is it business? I think it is. Yeah. Fucking hell. It feels like it is. So it's really weird, man, because yeah, the two people are almost they're the polar opposites. So it's strange. It's strange. Um It's funny because you get you get into it to write music and the the I don't know if this is the case for everyone, but the the certainly for us, the more busy and more success we get, the less music I write. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah. It's I hear that. It's fucking paradox. About, yeah.
0: It's mental. It's actually mental. Like I've de- like I write a lot less music now than I did when I was twenty. Mm. Like loads less. My output is like a fraction of what it used to be. Um it's mad. Yeah. So I wonder
1: though, is the output sort of more refined now? So is the is what you're making now more mm. it's like good enough to release now. Yeah. Whereas maybe then there was more experiments mm-hmm. and
0: Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Um, but the experimenting is good. Yeah, that makes sure that's good. You sh- I should be experimenting. Uh, so I miss having the time to experiment. You know, there I feel I'm in a really good place creatively now. But certainly, a couple years ago, didn't have didn't feel I had time to experiment and. Like yeah, the output has to be refined, so it's like right, I have to write this kind of song and it has sure. to be has to be good enough to release commercially on a major label, so it better be three and a half minutes and have three choruses and be a pop song instantly. Do you know what I mean? That that's I didn't feel like that when I was twenty. I was just writing songs and those songs are way better back then. They really right. were. Like don't get me wrong, I've definitely got better at my craft, but like, it's just funny. I have less time to do it and it's really annoying. It's something I'm constantly uh, weighing up in my head. Like, why Why is that? It's, so, it, it's just funny. It's actually hilarious when you think about it. You get into it. Someone even pays you to get into it because you're good at this one thing. And you spend all your time doing all the things that I don't think I'm very good at at all. Like, trying to lead these dudes or, like, think about make decisions like i said it's always the first time and people are like what do you think we should do i'm like uh this option is that good like yeah. and then you do it it's like fucking oh well god don't ask me to make decisions i don't know um so it's hard it's really it's yeah like i said i keep saying paradox but it is it is a paradox it's really strange um i don't know i don't think i'm a i don't know if i'm a natural leader it's a weird one yeah i feel like I'm passionate about how the project is perceived and how it looks visually, yeah, and how it sounds sonically, and because of that i I take control I'm like it has to look and sound a certain way, so often people are asking, you know that's why i've i think that's why I lead because I'm like I'm a control freak, I'm like well it has to be has to be right, yeah, and for some reason, I'm like, if I fuck it up, then that's my fault but like I won't let anyone else fuck fuck it up because it's my thing. Yeah. Do You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely a control freak. Maybe that's why I would like to lead. I'm a control it's really bad. It's, it's actually a, I think it's good. It has its po- positives in terms of like easy life, but I can't let go, man. I cannot let go. I can like be in a party and have like 15 pints of Guinness and just be stone-cold sober because i just cannot let go and then other times i'll be like in a place where i feel settled and i can have like two pints and be like owning on the dance floor do you know what i mean it's really weird i cannot let go like i didn't feel the need to be in power or like not empowered like in control it's really weird some deep psychological thing yeah.
1: in control of like when you say that are you thinking about the project and, and making sure that that's successful or just sort of generally like what, what is it that no like outside of
0: easy life? Like, right. I don't know. Like I cannot let go. It's really bad. That's like the main thing, you know, earlier I was like, right, I'm working on myself trying to change things that everything leads back to that. Like I have an inability to let go. I need to chill. I really need to chill. Yeah. And I can't, I can't chill. I have no chill. Like, there's honestly been times where I've been, like, desperately trying to get drunk. So I'll be like, just loosen up. Like, what what the fuck is wrong with you? Chill out. Like, enjoy yourself. You're at a party. And for whatever reason, I just can't. Yeah. It's mad.
1: And do you think that it's one (laughs) of those things where that that talk, that self-talk makes it even more difficult? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because I'm, like... Yeah, I've just trained myself to, like, be... I don't know what it I honestly don't know what it is. I'm I'm actively trying to find out. I don't have the answer to this question. Yeah. I'm fucking working on it. I need to know. And again, like um it's a selfish pursuit. I'm trying to find out because if I know then I can harness that and I'll I can use it. I can be like, aha, you're doing that thing that you do. Maybe don't do that thing that you do and you'll end up in a new place which is will be out of our comfort zone and it'll be good. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's positive um, it's a positive thing you know I know I think we're, d- we're dwelling on the negatives like oh, I can't let go but if I can find the reason why then you can spin it and yeah. that's the whole thing with you know mental health and all that kind of stuff like it's an unknown Like you have no idea why and that's the frustration and that's the scary thing but if you can if 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 you can find out why then yeah I think that's the i think you're halfway to feeling much better so that's what i'm trying to work out but yeah it's a weird one
1: no it sounds it sounds really like a positive uh Mm. thing i think it's interesting because a lot of this stuff you'll say oh we're dwelling on the negative but Mm. actually i don't really feel like it's coming across okay good good that way I, i
0: have a tendency to like leave these sort of interviews this is really like lovely chat by the way like we have gone real deep and I, I really appreciate it and i sometimes leave them i'm like god i was i just got so deep and so neggy. but i'm glad that you're saying that it comes across in yeah. a positive way because that you know i don't want to be that guy that just turns up and just bitches about you know my anxiety for two hours because no that's like no, that is a rock star thing to do. And like, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I've just preached about how that's not me. So it can't be me.
1: I'm interested in, in on the new record, obviously. Mm. I read that you, you're kind of using different characters and stuff or a different character on that record. And we hear slight, like, voice changes and things like that. And I wondered, like, mm. with what you're talking about, sort of how that has played into it and the choice to sort of use these different perspectives within the record.
0: Yeah. I mean, that was twofold, really. Firstly, and sort of superficially, I just get bored of, like, recording my own voice. Like, it sounds the same, obviously, on every song, and I'm just a bit bored. So sometimes I'll record it and I'll be like, okay, let me just make it sound like someone else's voice, purely just to give my ears a break and, like, as an experiment. Um... So on a superficial level, it's just like, I'd rather someone else be singing on this song because I'm so bored, like I'm 15 tracks into the album. Like, wouldn't it be nice to hear something else sonically? Because obviously the voices drive in the middle, like right in front of the mix on all songs. Like, Mm. it'd be nice to have a bit of flavour. Hence why we've got features, because I think it's like nice for someone else to just take centre stage for a minute. So there's that, but there's also like unlocking these strange characters, um... And I feel like if I give myself a different, if I sound different, it's almost like I become this different character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think an obvious one's beeswax. I use it a lot in that. Like, we all have these, you know, we're not, as people, we're not just one person. We're all like countless little bits, aren't we, all intertwined. We all have these pieces of ourselves. And I guess like, changing my voice in beeswax for example would like i'd find that sort of egotistical maniac part of myself and like he's like this weird alien dude with like this crazy squeaky voice and i grab it and then that verse that i deliver in that voice is like i'm flexing i'm like you know yeah i I say some crazy stuff like about like you know driving my car into a ditch and like getting fucked up and all this kind of stuff and like caveat that with like the the person the the me with my own voice singing on a song like moral support about you know how lonely and how much i miss home and all these like real emotions you know which i couldn't say i couldn't i don't think i could deliver such a for want of a better word i don't think i could deliver such a like a swaggy like right yeah verse in my own voice because that's just embarrassing that's not me but in terms of like a it's just fun you yeah. know yeah, yeah. i just have fun. Like, I was having fun and I'd change my voice and I'm like, this feels good and, like, this character, the person with this kind of voice would sing like this and he would say these kind of crazy things because he's a crazy character with a squeaky voice. Yeah. Um. And there's other times, like, on Growing Pains where I, like, changed my voice to have, like, this low voice and I was, like, this kind of, like, I was, like, this soul singer giving it, like, this big, like, melody and, like, it's quite fun. Yeah. You know, like, even my... I don't know, but even the voice inside my head has my voice. Yeah. It has like the exact same voice. So it's quite a crazy thing because you have headphones on, so I can't hear my actual voice. Giving yourself a completely different voice is mad. Right. That in itself is like a social experiment because it's like you do change. You might, I think I even changed my body language. Like you become. You become someone, and I, I, I do drink quite a lot when I'm in the studio, so I am slightly intoxicated so you are just a bit like loosey-goosey and it's already hilarious and it's already a of loads of fun and then on top of that you give yourself a crazy sounding voice and like it's it's really fun yeah i would love 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 to do a whole album with different voices but i don't think the world needs that that would just be just it it's just not good art but it is funny it would be loads of fun to make but i just don't think it's necessary
1: i mean it depends it could be like uh you know, Madlib's done that with Quasimoto and yeah, right. Mac Miller's done projects like yeah, that. Yeah, he stuff, has. Yeah, Just under has. different names. So yeah. What
0: was the name that he used? Delusional Thomas. Yeah, was Delusional one of the Thomas. Ones, yeah, but there's sick. a bunch of uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. See, that's exactly the same thing. I'm sure it's like, you get bored, you know, of the your voice, and it also, again, I, I, I don't know how he felt, but you can become a you can say different things with a different voice. Yeah a different character you literally are you just it's great yeah Um, because
1: that's what i was going to say it sounds like there's more freedom in the in the writing process when it's not coming from mm, you and your actual real life voice i know
0: that's the thing like there's also this whole part of me that wonders if i should just quit easy life and become a writer because it'd be so much easier you don't have to like stand by anything that you write if you're just a ghostwriter, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's hundreds of people like that do that for a living, you know. So like you get someone to come in, an artist, you write a song with them, they go out on the road, tour it, stand by it, talk about it. That's the hard part. The the yeah. the easy part, well, it's really hard to write a good song, blah blah blah, but yeah. I think that's why I gave myself all these like weird voices, because it's like, well, then I can kind of apologize for saying the things I said Yeah. because that wasn't me. That was a character. I was drunk. It was different. (laughs) You know,
1: what do you think it is then that makes you not go down that route of just being a writer? Because there obviously is more to it. You obviously are interested in, for example, like the aesthetic of the album and how that looks. You're interested in the whole rather than just writing Mm -hmm. the writing part and then letting go.
0: Yeah. 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 Uh, absolutely, you nailed it, it's that, like, uh, uh, writing songs is great, and that is my, my hobby, or it was my hobby, and it will always be my hobby, but making films and doing the the music videos, that like, I'm not ready to let go of that yet, that is so much fun, that's, like, so good, I love that, and doing the artwork, and the creative, and, like, even, even the marketing, like, the way that the record's perceived, and the way that, the assets that you make and the the whole building a world around the music is so much fun, so much fun, and you wouldn't get to do that as a producer, writer, or whatever. Yeah. You just don't. But we like, yeah, yeah. get to do is make the song, and like it's quite two dimensional. You know, I'm not ready for that yet. Um, and also, yeah, I, I, I'm. I play humble, but uh, there is obviously a part of me that just loves being the frontman of a of a band. There must be. Yeah. There just must be. Like, so, yeah, I'm probably not ready to give it up yet.
1: How is it to sort of balance the paradoxical sort of role, like those two things of, as you described, of writing a song and then doing sort of, I guess, you know, a day like this where Mm -hmm. last night you put out a song, announced to a date, today you're doing interviews and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, can you then go home tonight and write a song or does it take some time to get into that headspace yeah yeah
0: absolutely i i'd never write i've never written a single song on tour i've never even tried I don't even take my laptop on tour uh i won't go to the studio today uh yeah the the writing process and all the other processes that we do they're very separate Mm. so i write so once this album's come out uh there'll be like we do a little tour and then there's um basically from november till december like there's nothing and that's when i'll start writing again yeah and then in january we start rehearsing for the tour when we tour this maybe another live album is like february march april may june july so yeah like i won't write any music for the first six months of next year yeah. i won't even try because i just won't be able to because i'll be like living the this record yeah and like taking it on the road and I need to be alone as well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Or if I am collaborating with like a producer, or they're always like my close friends, so I need to be with them or in a safe environment. But yeah, that's what I am saying. It's so annoying, so annoying because I would I would write music. I think I would write music every single day as a, as a teenager mm-hmm. and young twenties, mid, early twenties. You know, I'd write every day. I won't be affected by my whatever it was I was doing in the day, just do my day, whatever that was, and then write music in the evening because that's just what I did. I don't do that anymore. Yeah. I don't do that. It's more like, yeah, it's all very compartmentalized. I have to, okay, this month is touring and today is a a press day or whatever and tomorrow is whatever. And then I've already said to you, November is writing and like, Quite clinical in a way, mm. um, but I look forward to it so much. And then when I get there, it's, uh, it's uh, uh, my my girlfriend will say like I'm I'm a great version of myself when I'm doing that
1: writing. Yeah, yeah.
0: like I'm so happy. I uh, uh, I look forward to it so much. Yeah. I can't wait. I really can't wait. It's great. I, I'm I'm the best version of myself. I'm I'm a good person when I'm a in writing music. Yeah. And like when I'm doing all this other stuff, I'm not as good.
1: (laughs) And I suppose from the way you've described that and also, I guess, from what I think I know about the first two albums. Mm. While you're out living the album as you described it, you've also kind of got maybe an album or new music already recorded. Yeah. How is that to switch from where you're at with new stuff that you're making to then have to go back into the live the old record and
0: tour. Yeah. It. I mean, it was weird with the first album because there was like lockdown and there was such a big gap between releasing it and touring it. So that one did feel weird. There was definitely times when we'd be playing songs and they were still new songs or the newest songs that we'd released, but they almost felt old because they've been around for so long mm-hmm. with this album. Like obviously it's coming out in like a month or whatever. And then the tours happening a couple months after they'll still feel really fresh regardless of if i've got new music like it'll still feel it's the first time those songs have ever been played on a stage yep. so that's like and it's really close to the release date they feel new mm. so they will be good but yeah i mean this is the thing i don't actually know when the next easy life album is going to be uh which is that that's the first time i can say that in my whole career because i've always regardless of what i say in the press like i've always known and I've right. always like had music in my back pocket. I honestly have no music right now. Zero. No songs. Zero. Right. That's never happened. Never been in this situation since we started the band. So I love it. It feels so free. Like I have no idea what the next album will sound like. It's going to take me a long time, I think. Yeah. Because we're touring so much next year.
2: Yeah.
0: I don't actually know when I'm going to write it. But then again, I might get to the studio in November and every day write a new song that's never happened before. So probably not, but who knows, you know, or maybe I'll write, it's not even a starting an album. It's not even right about writing a quantity of songs. It's more like what, what's the album going to be about? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like a huge question that needs answering before you start. What does it look like? Another thing that I try and think of before I've even started writing. Um and then what does it sound like? Which is like a huge question as well. Mm-hmm. And you kind of need to answer those all at the same time. So you gotta like it's a weird one. Yeah. And then you need to write the song. So yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a mad process and one that takes me ages. Or maybe it'll happen like that, but I don't know. Yeah.
1: What are you most proud of about what you've achieved mm, so far?
0: Name. Uh There's been like some really lovely times when we've met fans that like I feel they've told me that like we've had a positive impact on their lives Mm. and some of their stories have been just unbelievable and they've said that we've changed their lives or we've made them think about a situation differently or that that's mad Hmm. not many people can say that that they've like had a direct impact on a young person's life and i mean lots of people can don't get me wrong loads of people can and it's not just this job that enables you to do that but i just mean like i'm very proud of that it's uh honestly there's been some times where we've just been like fully just moved to, to tears by somebody's story and they've incorporated us in that story and it's just unbelievable it's unbelievable you never thought we never thought this would happen um it doesn't even have to be deep like sometimes it's just like really nice like there's loads of people like loads and loads of people that i've met at easy life shows uh and their common interest is easy life and then they realize that they have other things in common and they've become best friends sometimes they become like partners or whatever and like it's mad yeah yeah that's yeah. mad that forever that's like in their story like oh how did you guys meet oh we met at an easy life gig or we met at a gig and oh what band was that? it was easy life oh wow like yeah like it's mad that that's like a thread of their story now yeah um For sure. it's so sick yeah, it's yeah. actually so sick and like i don't know i've met so many uh especially abroad i think in england like we're a little bit more closed like, when we're on tour, we don't go out to the n- the pub next door to the venue because it can get a bit hectic. But when we're abroad, like, that's exactly what we'll do. Yeah. And we'll spend the whole night there and we'll speak to everyone. And, like, I've made some, like, amazing friends because of that. Like, just hanging out. And they they come and chat to you because they like your band. But then after that, you just... I've met, I've honestly made some crazy mates. I've met some mental people, some such inspiring people, like all over the world. It's sick. Yeah. I'm so proud of that. It's sick. So cool. So, so cool.
1: Perfect. And then lastly, to to bring the interview to a close, what mm. does success look like to you? <sighs>
0: God. I don't know. I'll uh, tell you when we get there. I have no idea. Um, And I've been banging on about it. I would love to like, I would love to be at ease with myself. Mm -hmm. That is what I would call personal success. Like knowing yourself to a point where you, you don't do any unpredictable, scary stuff that I would feel very happy if I got to a stage where that was true. Um, I guess that's like being happy, you know? Yeah. Which is a very generic (laughs) answer to that question. But, uh, yeah I'd love to have a deeper understanding of myself that would be success
1: thank you for listening to making conversation with grant bryden featuring murray matravers of easy life if you like this podcast then please be sure to rate comment and subscribe wherever you're listening to podcasts you can listen to easy life's maybe in another life on streaming services now and check out my book, Life Lessons from Hip Hop, which is available from all good booksellers. Thank you to Levi's for welcoming us into House of Strauss to record, as well as Eroy Chan for the graphic design, and John Funnix for the instrumental that I'm talking over right now. You can connect with me on social media at Grant Bryden, and Murray, along with the rest of the band, at Easy Life on all platforms. I'll be back in two weeks with another episode.